morning. This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Ill, the Edmund Elder Library. In this podcast, we do type of book reviews, or anyway, I have books in our library that as I'm reading through them, I share them with you. It's not an audio book. It's not word for word. And I, a lot of times I give my input, my uh, my mind, and my, my daily applications, things that I have applied to my life during my time of life after grief. My husband, Timothy Mark Peter, passed away on September the 2nd, 2021. And um, he had been ill with um, pneumonia or bronchitis for like two weeks before he passed away. And um, perhaps he might have had COVID. Uh, he wouldn't go get tested. He refused to get tested. In fact, I have one of his um, voicemails. Then he said he was going to another doctor because they were wanting to test him. They wouldn't see him without testing, and he said, absolutely not. He said, absolutely not, because of what they put on the end of those things. He's talking about the swabs. Um, He wasn't going to be, he didn't want to get tested. And so, um, anyway, he had been, but he'd been ill before that. uh, I guess, I don't know about ill, I don't know what the right word. He's been, he was in a lot of pain with his knees. He had a lot of, um, he was becoming disabled in some areas because of his gout and, um, knee problems and just, um, different things. So, um, anyway, it's not, it's never easy to lose your loved one, but when you think about how much pain they were in, how much suffering they were going through and how they cried out to God, and the Lord heard them and delivered them out of all their troubles. The Bible says that. It says, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. And he had told me, he said, Lisa, I know you're going to be mad, but I've been praying that if God's not going to heal me, that he'll just go ahead and take me. That was one of our conversations. And um, I've never been mad. I, what are you, what's mad? I don't even know. I've been um, flabbergasted. I've been lost been confused I've been just um just miss him the the overcoming I think the grief the main thing about grief is you just miss that person you just miss um when they died all your future hopes all your future plans just went with them um because when you're married for 38 years like I was and hoping to make it to 50 now it's 40 this should be our 40th anniversary because I'm still married to him, even though he's gone. I'm still Sister Peter. I'm still Mrs. Mrs. Mark Peter, however you want to, however you want to call it. I'm still me. I haven't changed. I haven't changed who I am. I'm still just like their da- their daughters. Just like our daughters are still his daughters and my daughters. Just because a spouse dies doesn't mean everything changes. But you do, you have that hole in your heart. You have that missing. You miss them. But I missed my husband when he was alive. I tell him that. I said, I miss you, Mark. He said, I miss you too, Lisa. He worked nights and I worked days. And I, it, the weekends is about the only time we got to get together. And, and that was for a brief time because um, he even had the trash route on the side and the lawn mowing surface. Always working. And then I had child care and music lessons. So, um... Yeah, our schedules, it was kind of difficult. But we had each other, and we had God, and we had our love, and our ch- our family, our children. 
Anyway, we're on page 43 of Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca Hafer-Bauer. Welcome to all our new listeners to this podcast. Um, I'm hoping that it's helping you in some way. I hope that my voice is one that you enjoy listening to, that I speak not too fast, not too slow, but just right. I hope it's pleasant to your ears. And I hope that something I say does help you. I hope that something in these books that I choose to read from and trying to help myself also, you know, together, together, we can make it through because we're not alone. We're not alone. We all have grief. We all have loss of some kind. We're in the chapter, How Do I View God? And we're talking about the different things that this, that people would say to Rebecca, the woman, the author of this book. Uh, and then she goes into it. She expounds on it. Some people would say, I cry all the time. I wish I had more faith. The woman who said this had suffered the loss of five family members within 24 months. She did cry all the time, and with good reason. The fact is, crying doesn't have anything to do with faith. Weeping and sadness have to do with emotion. Faith is a choice based on what we believe. Despite death, despite loss, despite grief, despite tears, I choose to believe that the Lord will walk me through the valley and that He will sustain me on the journey. Tears are not an indication of lack of faith. Just focus on Jesus is what somebody else would say. Not long after Scott's death, a couple offered this exhortation to me as a way to get through my first holidays without my husband. I did understand what they meant, but I have to admit that over time I became very wary of the easy answers. Just do this and it will all be fine. That Christmas was truly horrible. We all missed Scott. We missed his presence at the dinner table. We missed giving him gifts. We missed his terrible gift wrapping skills. To make matters worse, the ho- to make matters worse, the holiday was compounded by rain, two kids with the flu, and an emergency appendectomy. Appendectomy. We barbecued in the rain to prepare a meal hardly anyone could eat, and yet, in the midst of it all, we were so thankful. Thankful that Jesus had been born. Thankful that he was already showing himself faithful to us on this journey. Thankful that we were all together. The two extremes of experience, dealing with a loss and living in thanksgiving for the fact that Jesus came, really can go hand to hand, but to deny one in the place of the other simply seemed like a diversionary tactic. I feel guilty because I didn't have enough faith to keep my husband alive. I wept over this email from a widow. The guilt she felt layered upon the grief she was living in was horrific and unnecessary. Our faith is not what keeps people alive because it's never our works that accomplish anything. We're called to pray and believe. The rest is Jesus' job. Sometimes he heals the person we're praying for, but sometimes it's simply the person's appointment. The days in their book are finished. See Psalms 139.16. We grieve when people we love die, but we must never forget Paul's words. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Philippians 1.21 Gain? Yes, for our loved one. While we grieve, we must always remember that heaven is never a loss. Here we have considered only 1 Thessalonians 4.13. And while we'll be looking at other passages together later, can I encourage you to do a little of your own study as well? Scripture has quite a lot to say about grief. There is a whole book of the Bible called Lamentations, Funeral Dirges. The prophet Jeremiah was lamenting, grieving, sorrowing over the loss of a nation, the loss of a city, 
the loss of God's people. Read through Psalms, David's honesty with God about his painful emotions, be well in his misery, reflecting on his sorrows, pouring out his tears, is always a comfort to me. If he can be that honest, then so can I. Jesus knows and he understands, because he himself has been acquainted with grief. Isaiah 53.3 See also John 11.35 Oh, that must be Jesus wept. I think that's what John 11.35 is. The book of Job provides an up-close look at someone who is wrestling his way through his own journey of loss and asking all the hard questions. You know, that's so true. That's so true that um, I know right after my husband died, people will say, God is good. And that's true. God is good. But man, it, when you're when you're first experience a loss, it's like people are just trying to sugarcoat over the fact. It's like, oh, we know that God works all things together for the good. We know that God is good. And other things, God is faithful. Yes, God is faithful. But sometimes say, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. These are the words you need to hear when you have somebody. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your pain. Um... And then when people say, oh, it'll get better with time, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know what? One of my fears is, I don't want to forget my husband. You say, oh, you'll never forget him. Oh, but I think I had that fear. I had that fear that I'm just going to, oh, I don't know. It's like a you think the scab is going to just heal over. And you don't want to. You, don't, you want that. You feel like you're not being respectful to that person. You feel like you're not being, being loyal. I guess. You know, I always want to be loyal to my husband. I couldn't make it. I'm here today because of his hard sacrifice and labors. He made everything that I have is because of our teamwork and what God provided for us. And so that is part of life with grief. Just happen to admit, you know, no, they're not coming back to our doors again. But yet they never left. As far as all the memories, all the mementos, all the things that we have, the books and the things that he bought me and stuff, those little mementos, of those trinkets, those little um, heirlooms, I guess, the things that he made with his own hand, the wood carvings, the wood, um, those kind of things. We have those, and it's always in our heart, always in our mind, our thoughts, our memories, and those kind of things, so... As you're going about, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to lose things. It's really hard. But Jesus said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So let's keep pointing others to the cross. It's all about Jesus. Really, we don't understand all that. But it's all about Jesus. Let God get the glory in all things to give God thanks somehow. That's that's my journey, to give God thanks. Um, I was praying one day and said, Lord... My husband didn't even get to make it to the 70 that you promised in the Bible. You know, it says three score and 10 years. And, and I felt impressed on my heart. No, but he gets 10 more years in, in heaven. <laughs> he gets 10 more years in eternity. He's 59. He was almost, almost 60 when he passed. So anyway, that's one way to look at it. And that's the truth. God knows. And heaven Heaven is what we're all working for. We're all going to get there eventually by the grace of God. If we live right, if we do what God wants, have our, our hearts set on heaven. Have our everything we do, you know, where your treasure is. Where your heart is. There, we, I can't remember the verse. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Or is it the other way around? But anyway, it means what you work for, what, you, what your goal is. 
you work with all your whole heart. Everything you do, you do it all as unto the Lord. Because we are called according to his purpose. We are his people. And that's what it's all about. He never done us no harm. He never did anything for harm. He did it all for the good. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.